everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Psychic on the Scene. And this is your favorite redheaded psychic mermaid, Katie Manning. And joining me tonight is my lovely co-host and talented co-host, Michelle Lyons-Polito. Hey, everyone. <laughs> and my other lovely co-host, D. Scott. Yeah, I'm so lovely. Hi. <laughs> so lovely. And we have a very special guest and friend tonight um, that we've, Michelle and I have both known for many, many years. Mm -hmm. uh, Kara Livingston is joining us. Yay. So Thank great Kara. to be here. Love to be here, you guys. <laughs> I'm so happy and so proud. Um, and so we have Kara on tonight for uh, unique uh, talent that she has gift and she is um, a Reiki master Reiki master teacher correct yes yeah and many of my clients over the years I have um, I learned Reiki one and it was only because I had so many students um, that were such empathetics, such healers, and really were taking in way too much. Like if they were a boat, they were taking in water. And if you're an empath, <laughs> yeah. you are taking in the world's um, problems and pain. So um, I wanted students and clients to learn about how to um, – be more um, careful the energy that comes in, blocking it, being able to see uh, what's going on and who needs their help, but not take it all on. So from there, uh, Kara, if you could please um, tell us a little bit about your history and about Reiki. Absolutely. Um, so Reiki in my life um, came through a few different avenues. Uh, first off, a shout out to my mom who was always into all things spiritual. Although she tried to hide it from me for a long time until she had a reading with you, Michelle, and I was there. Oh, that's and right. You called her out for something, and she was like, "Oh shoot, I have to talk about this now." So, so thanks cute. to Michelle too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, my mom always was into crystals and you know positive energy and all things like that. Um, but through my life, you know, like through the college years and after. Those were what I like to call like my train wreck years in terms of, you know, trying to be like the person I wanted to be, but not really knowing who I was at all yeah, um, and, then and trying to find myself, you know, like knowing where I wanted to go, but not knowing what the next step was. Mm -hmm. um, so actually I had um, an ex-boyfriend at the time introduce me to Reiki, um, which, uh, was actually great at the time because uh, I needed it. I, my job was stressful. Um, our relationship was a little bit stressful because it was long distance. Um, but it actually, I'm very, I'm forever grateful for that um, introduction. Um, so, Amen. I get that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he played so his part. <laughs> what'd you say? He played his part in your life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I was into meditation already, and then when I learned what Reiki was, and I talked to Michelle, and she recommended my teacher, Jessica Betts, who I adore and love. Yeah. Um, we love Jessica, too. We love yeah, Jessica. Jessica. She's amazing. She, she really is. is. Um, and I met with her, and she went over what Reiki was, which is, you know, universal life force. Um, so it's divine love, light, um, and creation force and it's not tied to any religion which I liked because I was looking for something more spiritual um, although religions throughout the world reference the healing touch which is Reiki 
Um, so as I studied as a student, you know, Reiki did do what it was supposed to do in terms of relaxing my body and my mind. Um, it's kind of like a meditative process. Um, and it allows the body to relax, um, which then allows energy to flow through the body uh, better. Um, it's kind of like decluttering a room. Well, it's like decluttering <laughs> your spirit in your physical body. Um, and, you know, some people go and they look for Reiki to actually be like a physical response, relaxing the body. If they have aches and pains and some kind of diagnosis they're working through, um, I was looking for for a spiritual tool, which it was. It opened up my mind to my own self-confidence, uh, my own self-worth as a student, um, and also delving into all sorts of things like past lives, uh, which is really fun. Interesting. Yes. I was going to ask about that too, Kara, because so many of my, Jessica Betts being one of them, who I yeah. love and adore, um, one of my favorite stories about Jessica is I had been um, plagued. I don't know if our listeners know over the years, um, I first had horrible, horrible migraines mm. and um, was going through um, obviously like perimenopause, all early menopause. And um, so they had prescribed to me um, a drug that was supposed to help with the migraines. Well, two things that it did. It gave me at one point a, what we now refer to as my fake heart attack mm -hmm. while I was driving in the uh -huh. car. And um, that was pretty, pretty <clears throat> darn scary. And um, then it also created um, stones. I got kidney stones mm -hmm. and no idea that that was going to happen. And um, that was, that was a for you. I remember that. Oh my very God. Very bad. Very bad. Taking on a lot of stuff. Again, mm -hmm. probably should have worked harder to clear my energy and, and um, protect my energy on a regular basis from other people's stuff. But so I wound up um, going and having a treatment with um, Jess and I was, by the time I got to her, I, I literally was just exhausted. Yeah. And um, she was basically like, get on the table and let me just do the work on you. And I'm one of those people and now I can do it easily. But back then, especially I was so keyed up and so scared like worried about stuff all the time, even doing the work that I do, yeah. I would never have fallen asleep. And I, I was out. I think she, <laughs> the last thing I remember is her putting her hands like near my head or my face. And, um, I was out and I, in the vision of getting Reiki, I woke up in a room that was like a huge auditorium, huge, huge open room. And there yeah. was tons and tons of beds and like hospital beds and ev the, the beds were all full and there was like a murmuring, like everybody working on these patients and I'm on one of the beds and the room was pink. If that's any, oh, wow. so it looked like one of those old time, like 1940s hospitals. And, um, this woman who looked to be like, um, maybe Dominican or, um, uh, maybe Filipino all of a sudden was right in my face and she had glasses, very stark look, serious. <laughs> short short black hair and she leans over and goes you no worry we fix you and oh, I remember wow. being startled and I went okay and she goes you you no worry we fix you and I went okay this and is then all of a sudden I woke up yeah. with a start Ew. and um Jess now was at my feet <laughs> I had slept that long and I said oh my god I fell asleep she goes I know and I said, I told her the vision. I said, there was a woman there and she had like a, a doctor's coat on. And she said, you know, worry, we fix you. And she goes, does she look like her? And she pointed to 
was like her, um, uh, what would you call it? Like her altar or her um, spot in the room where she had her crystals and a picture of like her spirit guide. And it was wow. the woman, it was the woman and she was working on my body. So it was That's incredible. Very, very, it was very helpful, but I never expected to have such a, um, almost like a astral or existential experience having that work done on myself. So I know that for you guys that are in that more healing field, mm -hmm. when you wind up doing that, you really open up your third eye a ton and you start to, as you're doing the work on the body, you see sometimes other workers mm -hmm. um, or you see their other family members um, with them. Does that happen to you quite often, Kara? Yes, absolutely. And the beauty of Reiki is that people's experiences mm -hmm. are so amazing. Like um, your girl, Delaney, who I also love, she has a lot of like she's amazing has an excellent amazing energy that's just like so jovial and she you know often will have like some psychic experiences during reiki you know other people will have you know that meditative response kind of like you had in a way like you passing out was like your mind saying like enough <laughs> um, you know i'm gonna go into this sleep like yeah. state um, and then other people, I, um, I do see, you know, visions of other people's loved ones that come through. Um, I was describing for one of my students once um, uh, during the attunement at the end of the class where you really like level up your energy. I was like, you know, when I was doing it, I saw this man, you know, and I described him and everything. And, you know, the student started to tear up because it was her favorite grandfather. So people do come through. Um, you know, during Reiki attunements and just sessions in general, um, and I just remember, messages. I remember I was giving your mom Reiki years ago. Do you remember that crazy story, Kara? What, what was it about Jesus at her feet, or yes. was it the boy? Yes, that's what I thought so. Yeah, it was for the boy, because she was having. It's before you had any children. Yes, I tend to when I I do Reiki. I don't do a lot of Reiki. I mainly do the readings and the clearings, but. People will come to me for Reiki, and I usually, often a reading comes out too, because, you know, it depends. If the person wants a quiet re uh, session, that's fine, but usually we talk. <laughs> yeah, never quiet. <laughs> it's hard to stop talking. <laughs> but yeah, your, your mother kept having a vision of a little boy, a little blonde boy, and she was afraid it was um, her nephew. Yes. Right? right? Yeah, your nephew. Her nephew. And um, that it was like an omen that he was going to pass because he was a boy in spirit. But it ended up, we had figured out it was a little boy who had passed away from cancer in, in her neighborhood. Yes. And yeah. I mean, and not, not to push any particular religion, religion but I mean, I'm Catholic, um, but I believe in the, the consciousness of like Christ consciousness. And I, be, I think it exists in every religion, every spiritual experience you know the different energy by whatever name you assign it but we figured out that this boy was an earthbound spirit and he was showing me his stomach she died he, she said he died of stomach cancer then he didn't go to the lake because he didn't know when anybody on the other side because everyone was still alive his parents mm -hmm. his grandparents so i said I'll, I'll ask for someone special to come and lead him and while i saw you know my childhood impression of, of like jesus but, you know, I didn't want to say anything because, you know, it's like, I saw Jesus. I'm afraid yeah. like an evangelist or something. So then 
afterwards, your mother's like, I saw someone really special come for the little boy whose name I don't remember at this point. But um, Tommy. Oh, yes. That's yeah. it. Yep. And so she finally said, you're going to think I'm weird, but I saw Jesus. I said, shut up. So did I. We both saw the same exact thing during that Reiki session. That was so cool. It's the most amazing. It's such a gift. I think it's, don't you think it's a gift to us? Oh, yes. It's an absolute gift. And that's what Jess always tells me, my teacher, you know, you give Reiki, you receive Reiki. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always because the energy and the love energy is truly boundless. Um, you know, so the gifts keep on coming for sure. So here's an interesting, just, you know, like the, the seven separations of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, Back when I first started doing this officially and I had been working on police cases and I decided to do this um, as a career, even though I'd been like this since I was a little girl, <laughs> I would get asked, I mean, if they told me to come and speak in like a closet, I'd be like, okay, I'll be there. <laughs> what time? <laughs> so um, I, I'm not like that anymore. Um, but I got asked to come and speak um, because of Janet Tanguay who was a, um, a connection that I had with the Chamber of Commerce, and Michelle also knew her. Um, Janet, asked, yep, Janet asked me to come and speak uh, to like a women's group. So I had to share my time with this other person, and the, the other person was this woman that used to be in banking, and now she was in Reiki. And I didn't know what any of this Reiki stuff was. It was like hoogity-boogity to me. And even though, even though I see dead people, I thought, you know, what is this stuff? So um, I did my part of the teaching, uh, psychic development first, and then um, sat down the sidelines and um, up came this woman, Suzanne Amsler. Mm. And um, Suzanne said, oh, I need a volunteer while I'm talking. So she said, Katie, why don't you come over and sit in the chair? And I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, anytime a psychic goes to get a reading for themselves or any kind of treatment, usually for themselves, it doesn't work. You don't get anything. So I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this is going to be one of those things where I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I feel it. Well, <laughs> she put her hands on my shoulders and I immediately started to feel relaxed. And I'm facing this room full of women and I'm feeling like really, really like, like super relaxed. I'm like, no way. She picked up her hands as she was talking and she was talking about where you place the hands around the head. And she yeah. placed her hands on both sides of my head. And as she did it, it almost felt like I was getting anesthesia. And I started oh, wow. to feel like I was like going out, like <laughs> I was going to take a header on the floor. So it was so good. Mm. And she then um, did some healing work on my mother who never had any kind of experience with that. And, you know, she's old. My mom is old school. And I guess really proving that it doesn't matter what your faith um, yeah. or culture, religious background, yes. if the healing is going to happen, the healing's going to happen. And, um, so she did it for my mother. My mother absolutely loved it. And it improved my mother's health like overnight. My mother had had a, a, a bleed and, um, was very, became very anemic and, mm -hmm. um, it literally cleared it like overnight because of Suzanne. So then Suzanne winds up being the teacher for Jessica Betts. Oh, and, um, wow. Right. So then Jessica Betts Sorry. teaches you <laughs> yes. and then you teach my Delaney. My exactly. one of, Delaney is one of my handlers in case the listeners are paying attention. So that's what I mean about like the seven separations. It's all these like great people like passing on the torch to the next one and uh, to, you know, kind of be a light worker and heal the world. 
Yay. So anyways, I just thought that was very, very interesting. I love that. I love those things to see how all the dots connect. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. me too. Me too. Yeah, how did Good you know that you to get wanted, the next? Yes. How did you know you wanted to go from um, you know the Reiki receiving Reiki to you know one two three and Reiki master? How did that proceed for you? You know, it's funny. I I feel like for Reiki one, um, Jess, I just loved her so much, and <laughs> I loved my classmates. My classmates were they're still family. We still get together. Through COVID times, we've been doing a lot of Zoom Reiki together too. Um, but when we can get together, you know, in person, we still do. Um, and they just became family. It's like we were all on our own spiritual journeys at different points in our lives. And Reiki itself and talking to each other helped us so much that I felt like when we looked around the room and after the first six-hour class, we were like, we're not going anywhere. Like, we're coming back here. We're we're leveling up together. And the funny thing is when you do an attunement, um, which is basically like leveling up to the next spiritual level for your own self, it can be kind of tumultuous. It can be really great or it can be kind of emotional and you can feel sick almost. And then you level up and then you feel a lot better. Life is a lot clearer. Yeah. Uh, and I really enjoyed that process. And each level, you know, you get to do different things. You learn about giving distant Reiki. So distant meaning um, it, there's no bounds on time or space. So actually sitting down in a meditation and sending Reiki to your past self to oh. heal past wounds in this life and in other lives. Wow. Uh, that's also cool. sending. Okay, like, that's like that is fucking deep. I love isn't that. Isn't it? I know. Yes. How can you resist that? It's like healing the trauma and also the trauma of our ancestors. I mean, that is something right now that we all should do. You know. I never thought of doing that. I mean, I I can I, I see where you know where the wrinkles and the and the tears are in my in the fabric of my family tree, and I've always wished that I could like zip back in time but from what you're saying we can kind of go back in time with the reiki sending i yeah. love that yeah and you, you know can't change the outcome right of history but you can change how like your body your spiritual body responds to things in the present and heal that wound mm -hmm. uh the future too like if you you know job interviews you know really important things you can send reiki to your future self you know, to give yourself that calm and that peaceful feeling and, you know, give yourself that confidence boost that you need, you know? So it was, it was that, it was Jess, it was my classmates. It was learning that like through this process, I was being able to clearly see who I wanted to be. Um, and that's always evolving and changing, you know, now forever. Um, but having the tools that, you know, when I'm nervous, when I feel I have anxiety, you know, like it's great when I have anxiety, you know, falling on the Reiki and the tools that I have. Um, and then once I got to Reiki master and I'm not making this up, I swear when I got my attunement, like from that moment, my perception of the world was completely different. And it's not like I, it's not like it was a magic wand and poof, but I saw things with much more gratitude. Mm. I can't explain it because attunements mean things to different people. Like it right. does different things. Um, but to me, it just made me see the world in multicolor. That's what I always say. Oh, I like um, that. You know, that a, a feeling is temporary. 
and that feelings are fleeting and that we are stronger than feelings. Um, so I kind of just got, you know, really fixed on that journey, if that makes any sense. So I figured I want to teach um, and I want to share this with other people because it changed my life so much. Well, the way you explain it makes me want to take it all over again with me. I know. I was just thinking the same exact thing. So on a daily basis, like just give us a, like, and I know you're a mom and, and a wife. Yep. Um, so on a daily basis, what is your regular practice? Like when you're really on your A game? Yes. Um, how, what do you do daily to keep yourself um, in that vibration to heal and help others? Great question. So um, I try to fit it in as much as I possibly can. So that might mean um, when I'm go walking the dog every day, because that's my Zen time, I always open myself up with the distance Reiki symbol. And so it's my time to like send Reiki outward to whoever might need it during that walk. And it brings me a lot of peace and I can just kind of like listen to my music and, um, you know, help myself and others at the same time. Um, before bed, I Reiki both of the kids. They mm -hmm. both love it. Um, it helps them, you know, gain some peace. And then I pray, dear God, please let them sleep. Oh, <laughs> it's not pure sleep problems for kids all the time it does sometimes but not all the time um, mother's prayer exactly uh but they love reiki um you know my family we go on lots of hikes throughout the week so i reiki the trees i'm a big i'm a tree hugger i'm a big tree fan <laughs> yeah and i reiki everything my kids know that i'm raking they know you know that that's what mom does um, so I try to fit it in. If I'm driving and I can safely place my hand right. on my solar plexus, I'm giving myself Reiki because that tends to be the chakra that I need the most work on all the time. Um, and it's funny because I did that as a kid all the time. I was like the, the dry, heaving, nauseous, nervous kid. So I always had my hand there. Um, so I just keep doing that. Um, well, I, I'd like to interrupt you. Just stop you for one second. You just said something really significant. I really believe a lot of the clients that, um, and people that wind up doing this, yeah. have been doing the natural act of Reiki mm -hmm. their entire life, not knowing that it had some sort of a name. And um, I might even be Suzanne Amsler that first pointed something out like that to me. And she said, do you remember when you fell and you, you scraped your knee? She said, yes. the first thing you would do to comfort yourself, she said, is you'd wrap your hand over the wound and mm -hmm. like hold it, like to make it stop throbbing. And then you might look at it and then you, you to make it stop throbbing. A mother, first thing a mother does when something happens to their child is, you know, hugs them, holds them, puts her hands on them. Um, as a way to almost protect and um, like take it out of them. Yeah, take it away. Absolutely. Take it away from them. And it's, it, it really makes a lot of sense when you're talking about that, putting your hands in your solar plexus. So you probably, like so many of the people that are going to be listening to this, have had that their, their entire life. And then, you, then when you found what the mechanism was, it made it all more powerful. Yeah, the exactly. tuning process. And then, then the, the blowtorch right. comes on. <laughs> Did you know that like the the infamous or maybe not infamous, but the famous story of how Yusui, which is one of the Reiki ascended masters and founders, came to find Reiki was the same thing where he was on a 21 day fast on a mountain and he was so 
like, well, obviously from fasting, he was dehydrated and irritated and he was coming down the mountain. Like I haven't found Reiki yet. And then he stubs his toe on a cliff ledge and he goes to comfort himself, just like you said. And then he, he found the divine energy of Reiki. That's like the Reiki story. Um, Just to show that everyone has Reiki inside them that they use right do you eat a certain way Kara when you're on your a game or do you have certain (laughs) things that are like I know for psychics we have no-nos of what we consume um or eat um I can say that for me I feel very off like and I am not a picture perfect eater at all but I have to have my lunchtime salad with greens and I'm not it doesn't have to just be you know, greens and nothing else. It has other great stuff in it. Um, but having like the fruits and vegetables in terms of dieting, um, definitely helps caffeine. If you're going to go overboard on caffeine, at least for me, and I know a lot of intuitives and, uh, highly sensitive people who caffeine will throw you off of your a game. If you Mm -hmm. are, you know, trying to tune in for me, at least I get jittery. I'm paranoid. I am like, I'm getting messages, but they're coming to me at a million miles an hour and nothing's going to get done. So that's one thing I'll say for caffeine. And so, and and obviously you don't smoke or, or if you do drink, it's in limitation, probably not when you're working on people. Yeah. Um, And then tell us how, when you're working on somebody and you're getting that, that you're prepping or you're setting it up, just kind of go through it with, with us and, and our listeners about not only um, what you think about as you're approaching a client, yeah, um, and what does it feel like to you? Great question. So for me, I always cleanse the space. Yeah, I'm pretty first. good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> so you are. Go ahead. You're great at this. Um, <laughs> you are. These are great questions. <laughs> Um, So usually I cleanse the space um, and I try to make the environment as, you know, peaceful as possible. Um, And cleansing can mean a few different things. I reiki the space, I clear it with sage, um, you know, or whatever incense you want to use. Although I try to be um, respectful about smells because people don't always like heavy smell. Um, And then I usually um, come into like peaceful meditation with myself. And I just try to say like my own little prayer for myself that, you know, may this session be for the good of the client um, and their highest self. Um, So that's how I prep. Um, In terms of what I think about going into the session, um, usually I'll ask the person if they have a specific need that they want to address. Um, But if they don't, um, usually I try not to think about anything so that I can let whatever is supposed to flow to me come to me. Um, and I always good start point, yeah. at the person's head. Um, the head is a great place to start in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, creating that connection either with the shoulders or the sides of the head. Um, and that's where, you know, with the third eye, you know, gaining any kind of like psychic awareness with them, you can, you know, gain some important clarity. Um, and basically I just get into that meditative state and when it's hard to explain when I, when I feel where the energy, where my hands should go, Mm -hmm. um, I kind of get an image of that body part in my own head. 
So that's how I envision it. Like I just get a feeling like I need to move from the head to the hip or I need to move from the head to the feet. Um, and when I'm at that spot, I usually have like a, like as if your hands are asleep kind of feeling where it's like tingly. Um, some people feel like, Michelle, your hands are on fire whenever you give me Reiki. You know, so like people have different sensations. Yeah. Um, that's always it's, it's I find that fascinating because like you've given me Reiki I've given you and it's different sometimes it feels almost like icy hot yes yep so when you're giving Reiki it sounds almost like you are almost mapping out the energy of the body then it's like because you're getting it's almost like yeah, so that does sound like that bouncing back to you and you're getting maybe an, a map or an image of what the body is experiencing and what it needs yeah it's kind of like it feels like sonar almost like you know because because it's like a it's some kind of message hitting me to go to you know whatever their body map like you say is saying so um, tied in with that is probably a lot of by way of explanation it's um you know with the clairs and you've yes. got the clairvoyance clairsent clairgustians um, Clara sentience and obviously um, Clara audience and then the Clara cognizant but for somebody like you doing body work you're probably getting what is termed as Clara sentience which is you're feeling it within your own body um, yeah. in your case maybe you're not feeling it which a lot of times people both with Reiki and psychic yeah. ability when they connect with the client they actually feel where the pressure issue is in their own physical body mm -hmm. yep. um, and then they can address it but it might be how you like you're saying you get the picture um, it might be how like your guides help you to, to map that all out so you don't take so much on yeah that's so cool this is the coolest thing so it, cool. is. <laughs> it is so so cool and I always had heard and um, um, I think it came from Elizabeth Hathaway. Um, she mm -hmm. said, when you're conducting Reiki, um, you're a hollow bone. Mm -hmm. And yes. it is coming from the divine, the energy. Like, people want to know, where's the source? Like, is it, like, I think some people that don't know about it, they, they get a little scared. Like, well, where's that energy coming from? Okay. Or how are you doing this healing? And the energy from whatever they think the source is, whether it's God, Buddha, the divine, the universe it's literally coming through you as that conduit um, into your hands into the person but the, the the part of it that I feel is like really important for um, empaths is it allows that energy to come through you when you when you give a healing you get a healing yes. yeah. and Bonus. it does it does not backwash Correct. So you learn the mechanism that um, where in your daily life if you didn't know those modalities, you're getting backwash. So if you work in um, healthcare, teaching, um, nursing, people that do hair and makeup, they're touching people all the time. And so they're getting, like they're, they're giving a healing, but they get a lot of that backwash. And they all talk about being um, fatigued, can't yes. sleep, overwhelmed, um, a lot of anxiety and exhaustion. And um, it's because of, and so anybody out there that is listening to this and has been feeling it, trust me when I tell you, get a Reiki session, learn yeah. Reiki. Yes. Absolutely. Imperative. 
Like, do you find that a lot of people that are regular clients eventually become uh, students? Yes, which I've been, which I love. That's like the perfect scenario because I don't want them to go. Like I want to see them grow in their own specialties. Um, and also I just like to see, you know, how they practice on other people and on me too. You know, it's just amazing. The most amazing gift for me beyond giving Reiki as a session is being a teacher by far. Um, I love the teaching work because I go out and I see, oh my God, like not only are they, you know, giving Reiki and helping so many people, but look at what they've done in their life from Reiki one to Reiki master. And I'm teaching some master teachers now. Wow. Um, like what have they done? They've left jobs that they hated. They're in bright, fantastic. you know, they're, they're, um, self care and their confidence is through the roof. You know, they've, developed boundaries for themselves you know like they're doing all sorts of amazing things and it's all because of like the divine nature of reiki and what it does and like you said nobody owns reiki so when you're looking for a teacher out there there's no greatest teacher in the whole world reiki is not owned so it's you know it shouldn't cost a million dollars to take a good reiki class that's what i'll always say (laughs) you know yeah so yeah it's just amazing to watch the spiritual physical growth of you know the students so are you seeing that i'm sorry michelle go ahead i said you're like a reiki midwife it's almost yes yeah (laughs) all these reiki people it's a wonderful ripple effect that you can watch yeah such good energy with that too so so much positive to pay it forward it's amazing it's a gift i always I always leave a class feeling, you know, like a million bucks because to see people, you know, like truly harnessing and using their gifts for the betterment of the world. It's like, what is better than that? I mean, isn't that what we're here for? I mean, (laughs) so I have a question. Are you seeing um, your little guys? um, Are you seeing one of them possibly having your same gifts, your same ability? Yeah, I think that, so Miles, it's a little hard to tell because he's, he's just two now, but Jamie is extremely intuitive, you know, already, you know, like loves the trees, loves the animals, um, loves collecting rocks, you know, and crystals, and he gets woken up a lot by dreams now, Mm. so he's trying to describe to me, you know, what it is, and he likes, um, you know, he'll say, I'm going to do Reiki, you know, and he'll touch the tree or the cat or the dog, you know, so he definitely has intuition. And, you know, he said weird things sometimes, like out of nowhere, he'll say, you know, like, oh, you know, he'll start talking about God, you know, out of nowhere, or, you know, loved ones who have passed. So it's, it's an interesting situation with the kids. I can't wait to see. I find that we learn so much from the kids, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And I was giving Reiki, I don't know if it may have been you, Katie, I don't remember, but I um, was giving Reiki and someone said, there's a little girl that gives Reiki with you. Was that you, Katie? could have been someone else. Um, Because I've heard it from a couple of different people. When I have my hands on a person giving them Reiki, they feel a smaller set of hands, always to my right. It was. It was me. Uh, And that's why I was thinking of that, that sometimes you guys work with another 
person, like a subcontractor almost in the room with you. And I did. I felt child's hands. And that was what you did it on me at your house. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and, I, and your cat, your cat came and got like right on me through the whole Reiki session. <laughs> my cats are Reiki horrors. I shouldn't. Say I love that. your cats. They can, I know they help ground. Remember, I think they the same cat did this both of you. He lays across people's feet, and he's a black cat, so he's like you know a base like putting you know the black stones at the at the bottom of the feet. He arcs the energy. But I get that table out, and he can be asleep. You know. And upstairs, and he knows, and he's on that table. <laughs> it's like, I think off. that's so so funny. It's incredible. Um, that isn't. Oh, we lost Kara. Where'd she go? Oh, there she is. Here she comes. Here she comes. She's back in the background. There. The, the dog needed a potty break. <laughs> <laughs> Always. So I had that potty break around here. Exactly. So, are you finding Kara during this time, uh, crazy time of COVID? Um, are you finding that people need it more or they're more curious? Um, are people doing more like home study? Yes, I think, well, do people need it more? Absolutely. I find myself with my own, you know, like with Jess and my classmates, we'll plan a Zoom session. You know, when it was warmer out, we would do uh, table Reiki outside, which really? was amazing, you know, just to be together. Um, one thing is like, obviously Reiki is hands-on or hands-off, depending on, it can be light touch or hovering, depending on the preference of the client. But I think overall people are lacking human touch right now. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, and, yes. You know, that connection, you know, if you're not in a relationship with someone who lives with you and you're not getting that, um, you know, a lot of people coming to get like Reiki or even, you know, I go to a massage therapist, you know, all those arts are really needed right now uh, for people. And I think that people are taking the time now. Um, Jess Betts always said that instead of hating the winter, you know, cause a lot of people don't like the winter. I like the winter, but I don't mind the cold, but it's a great time to like lean inward like nature does and actually yep pay attention to like how your body needs healing. Um, and now that we're forced into our houses, it's a great time to take online classes and to take, you know, just sessions with people if you can. The care, and are I, you teaching uh, online? I'm sorry. Katie. Go ahead. Are, are you teaching um, online? Like when you talk about your Zoom meetings, are, do you teach Reiki? Are you sending sessions over Zoom? Yeah, so I've done both. I've done sessions, and I have done a Reiki one and a Reiki two. Um, awesome! Um, That's incredible. Yeah. So, and we did. So, one in the summer was great because we did like all the learning information um, on Zoom in two different sessions, and then we were able to meet in person safely, you know, outdoors mm -hmm. um, and work on each other um, outside. So now that it's getting into colder weather, it's a little harder to say, like with people's comfort levels. And mm -hmm. so Zoom is always like a great option in terms of learning. Um, and then you can always, Reiki 2 focuses on giving Reiki treatment to others. And although like it's not the same in-person time that it usually is you can still have people practice on their loved ones that they're with so it works out yeah i like that I, you know and i i know that my family's always like oh can you put your hands on me <laughs> they're loving it I yeah found, absolutely i found that um 
I've always put my right hand on my left shoulder to fall asleep. Mm. And I read recently that that's like the, and it, it's funny that my, my hand's getting hot, just touching my shoulder right now. That's the best way to fall asleep. If you're having problems going to sleep, you take your right hand and put on your left shoulder and let the Reiki turn on. Works like a charm. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, when I was a kid, I used to like do stuff like that to fall asleep at night too. So that's interesting that you say that. You know, it's it's a comforting technique for sure. <laughs> and some people tonight. they do, they do say like they reiki themselves. I know Susie and Amsler used to say that before she got a, even out of the bed in the morning when the alarm clock would go off, she would do reiki sessions like a little quick one on herself. Mm -hmm. um, I never found um, as much for myself doing things like that. I like to have like where I let somebody else do the driving um, like a person like you Kara or Michelle or like Jessica Betts um, do it for me because it's just a nice treat for myself to let things go and have somebody else calibrate everything in my body yes. and um, like you said you, clients ask about you know you'll say what areas do you want to work I think, especially now during COVID, I think people's um, chakras, which is an, another whole, I think they're all so blocked. Yeah. I know. And I think it's fear. Like it, you talk about, like they always say like anger and everything else. I think the fear of, of um, like watching too much television and like you're saying, not being touched, being alone, being isolated. I think it's absolutely frozen up people's um inner workings of their their chakras and their spirituality and they've got to get that going again so Here, do you mind explaining chakras i don't know if we've ever have we talked about them i don't maybe even think we've ever talked about it on one of our shows maybe with another client on here or another guest Dennis, sure. do you know what chakras are? yeah yeah do you want me to talk about them yeah because do you know what chakras know. Are? No, I have no idea. Okay, so okay. About it. So, okay. so there's there's seven major chakras starting from the top of your head down your body, and then there's basically like hundreds of mini chakras throughout your body, which is pretty incredible. Um, and the seven major, um, you know, like acupuncturists and even reflexologists, I think, work with chakras in their um, practices. But basically, like if any of these chakras are closed, it prevents energy flow from properly going through your body. So like, for example, the throat chakra, if you like have been meaning to, you know, like have a difficult conversation with a family member, you know, the holidays are approaching, your throat chakra might be closed. So like if you go to a, an energy worker, they might say, huh. Um, they might use a pendulum on you, which is a whole other topic, and see that your throat chakra is closed. And they might ask you, you know, like, I'm going to clear this, but is anything going on with someone that you might be having a fight with or stifling your words? Uh, the solar plexus chakra, which is right on your solar plexus, which is what I always need, is it has to do with, like, stomach problems, um, digestive issues, um, self-confidence um nervousness things like that um so i always work on that for myself um but starting from the top of the head uh it's the crown chakra and then the third eye chakras and they are your most intuitive chakras um, for psychic messages um and then you have uh the throat chakra the heart chakra 
um, the third eye chakra. And then you have your two chakras, uh, the root and why am I blanking on the, the sacral? Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Chakras at the bottom. I'm like, I talk about this all the time. We're so quizzing um, you. It's like, ah. <laughs> exactly. No, it's good. And the root and the sacral chakras, you know, they are um, about um, your foundation, like your connection to tribe, your passion, um, things that keep you going. So all of these chakras are great to study because um, if you go and have a treatment and someone tells you, this or that chakra is closed, it can lead you to like, what can I do about that in my daily life? Um, and chakras open and close all the time. It's not, you're not bad if you go and you have closed chakras, it's a normal human experience. Um, you pass someone in the grocery store who's a curmudgeon and it puts you in a bad mood. You, you're an empath and you collect energy and whatever chakras closed or you're grumpy, we're all grumpy, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially during COVID. It's like we have our moments of not nice. So, um, but getting those pathways cleared is great. And Even on yourself, which is good for Reiki one, you know, learning how to do that. And starting yes. the base. I have a meditation that, um, I, I'm so sorry, Michelle. Okay. I have a meditation and, that I recommend for my students that open up the or help to envision them opening up their chakras or it's a like kind of a beginning. And I find that students, each chakra, so that our listeners understand, has a color. And yes. um, your root chakra is like a, a deep red. Mm -hmm. yes. Your sacral chakra is an orange. Then um, yellow is the gut um chakra yes um and then the heart chakra is green green um, yeah and you can envision like a bright green and then yep. the throat is a blue yep. um and those may be corresponding crystals that you should be carrying third mm -hmm. eye is the purple and then the top of the head is usually the crown chakra that you spoke of is usually white but it's got silver and gold sometimes mixed in that and um, John Edward has a, a two actually that um, from his CD set, which now I think is all on YouTube, and it's envisioning opening those up, and you're standing in a circle of almost like hula hoops, and mm -hmm. as they come up, they're spinning around you. So then the red comes up, it's spinning around your root, you know, the, the tail end of your um, spine, and then the sacral area. So each one has spinning hula hoops around your body and you envision yourself in that. And I'll tell you, it's really brief. It is such a powerful way mm -hmm. of envisioning it that you can snap into that on a daily basis to kind of warm that up in your own body. And it's so easy cool. to remember too, yeah. because like Katie said, you start at the, your sacral shock, it's, you know, red, it's the colors of the rainbow, Roy G. Bibb, you work your way up your body. If you're, you know, obsessing like I do. And what color is this? It's just the rainbow in reverse. Yeah. And the hula hoops with that spinning, um, it's just, it's such a strong visualization. You don't have to, a lot of people right. say, I can't meditate. I've got all these thoughts going through my mind. People, people don't realize is we always have thoughts going through our minds, even when we're meditating. So it's okay. If you're saying you're meditating, then you are meditating. But I find it helpful if I'm really kind of busy or stressed or off my mark to have a strong visualization meditation like that. And that yep. one works so well. That's a, it's a good one. Just, but I find it fascinating with, along with the healing care that certain students will say, I, I only got to green. 
and I couldn't see anything else. And yeah. it usually means that there's some sticking. Yes. They're stuck. That they've got yeah. to do more work there at the heart before they can move up the rest of the body. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and it, it is amazing how, you know, you can actually get that visualization. Like you can't go any farther. Right. So cool. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I um, tape stones on, on the underside of my Reiki table. Yeah. Corresponding stones and it helps with the chakras. Because I feel like it radiates. I used to put stones on people, but then they'd fall off or the cat would knock them off. So I just taped them to the <laughs> other side. <laughs> That's a great idea, though, Michelle. That's really excellent to do it that way. Um, Kara, what do you feel like is next for you with this? I mean, I know that you, over the years, um, have you work with animals, too, right? Yep. Yep. So I work with animals and right now my other um, project is getting my uh, doula and childbirth educator certification. Ooh, yeah, I can. yeah, I know. So I'm in the middle of that. Um, the only thing I'm waiting for is for COVID. I have to be a part of births to get the full certification and, you know, with restrictions, but I can also use Reiki within that too. Uh, um, be take off one hat and put on the other um, and get permission to give Reiki to, you know, people in labor, which is also highly beneficial. Mm -hmm. Hey, that almost makes me want to get pregnant. <laughs> Not. <laughs> I never felt dumb. I wanted one more, but I am way too old now. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I was going to tell you how old no, I am. No. <laughs> well, I gave um, myself Reiki when I, was, when I was in labor, and it does help. So I can't wait to see you in practice. It's going to be amazing. Thank yes, you. Yeah, that'll be fun. Really I can't wait to like be able to use that practice because – the next time that I have another child, I will absolutely want a Reiki practitioner there because I just, you know, I need my tribe of people who understand me. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's yeah, we don't have enough of that. That's right around the corner. Yeah, I know. I'll keep you guys updated on that. You know, ironically, though, probably, you know, and, and you could speak more about this, but there, probably back in the day, that was more the, the mindset when women did give birth, that they had a tribe around them um, that were like more like medicine women or, or healers to help them through that. Absolutely. Because, you know, like having the familiar hugs and touches of people who like you put your trust in, you know, is, is great. So having, um, I always recommend having like a doula or, you know, a Reiki practitioner, whoever you find, you know, comforting and empowering for you in that kind of situation, for sure. That's it. It's interesting that you're talking about, you know, the birth part of it. There's so many um, people that we know that when they've gone into hospice, it's really um, like the end care yes. and they do the, the, basically they, they heal um, with Reiki, not just the, the, the patient, but they're healing the family and they're assisting with them making the transition to the other side peacefully. Um, so many times when you hear about Reiki, that's what you hear about that. They, they volunteer for hospice and, um, many nurses do it as well. Michelle, you do that, right? I do hospice. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's so love, cool. I really love it. You know, I try to limit myself to like three or four a year because it does, I, I go part way with them when they cross and I find it, it just, it, ta it, it takes a lot out of me, but I wouldn't stop doing it. It's be, I want to get certified actually as an end of life doula, which is really interesting that you yes. know, I'm doing the other. 
Yeah, it's so it's such important work though, the end of life doula and end of life Reiki. That's amazing. Mm, what an so honor. Cool. I mean, honestly. I love it. I mean, I didn't think I would. Yeah, I remember being a little girl and being afraid of death and now between the bagpiping, talking to dead people and helping people cross, it's all <laughs> It's amazing. Some of my best readings have been for people that were set up almost um, like Make-A-Wish and they yeah. wanted a reading at the end of their life. And I can remember the one, she was on hospice care mm -hmm. and um, they got her, you know, a reading with me as a gift. And I was like terrified. I thought, what am I going to do? Yeah. Go, I'm going to, you know, see that she's dying. Like, I mean, like, and so when I got there, she taught me a life lesson and she opened the door and she didn't seem sick at all this older woman mm -hmm. she opened up the door and had I not seen all the medications all lined up on the table I probably wouldn't have known that she was um, at the end of her life and wow. she she's very um, matter of fact she turns around her name was her name was Georgia she turned around and she goes to listen I know I'm dying and she goes <laughs> I don't care about that yeah. What I want to know about is who's going to be there when I get there. Uh -huh. oh, yeah. I love that. And I, I literally, I, I looked at her and I said, I can do that. And <laughs> it was one of the best sessions I think I've ever had in the history of doing this, but I was terrified going in and it was um, a really like powerful um, experience because she felt, I think so loved and felt so um, surrounded both by living and and passing people with her it's so humbling those those situations are so incredibly hum humbling i find that with my reiki training when i'm doing readings i mean michelle cries at commercials with old people animals babies you know i'm, I'm a crier but <laughs> me when too I'm, when i'm doing reiki and when i'm doing readings i generally can hold it together and i'm even thinking i was like holy shit how am i holding it together because you're you know dealing with someone who's lost children or whatnot and then I'll, I'll walk out i mean that was awesome i get my card i cry all the way home like <laughs> it's incredible Aww. i think the reiki really helps just to make you um strong for the person in a way that they need you that's definitely true yeah because you truly are like the vessel what did you call it katie uh, uh a you're hollow. the conduit yeah you're the conduit for that energy and you are a hollow bone hollow and that bone. yes it, it travels right through you and i thought that is the most um like for me to the point description of how so much of this works but especially that reiki energy that healing energy just traveling right through you and it mm -hmm. feels like that don't you feel like you put your hands on someone and something opens up at the top of your head and it, it's just an amazing flow it's a great flow and when you get out of the session and your chakras are open mm -hmm. i remember michelle i'm not i'm a runner now i was not a runner mm -hmm. and i went to michelle for a reiki treatment on like a friday and i had a, a 5k to run the next day and i was like listen michelle I have to run a 5k tomorrow. I haven't run more than a mile and I have to because I'm in like a bet or something. I forget what it was. And you, you reikied me for an hour and then you did reflexology on my feet because you yes. always do that for me. And I was able to run the whole time. And that is a miracle. That is divine energy. <laughs> you need to run across the finish line. Exactly. So you're the only person whose feet I massage. I don't do that for other people, but I oh, always honored because it's the best. 
What the hell? What the hell, Michelle? Like, you should be doing that for me all the time. Okay. Now the secret's time. out. Next time, my friend. I literally am going to be places and just take off my, my my Harley boots and just put my feet on you and go, now. You should. She's great at it. <laughs> just now. Um, I'm kidding. We're doing podcasts in person next. I can see it now. <laughs> so... Um, Kara, any other thoughts or things that you'd like to share, um, like maybe even your own mission statement, but that you'd like to share with all of us? Um, so I guess the biggest thing is just don't be afraid of the word Reiki and what it might be. Um, every, it, it's an experience that's meant for everyone and everyone has different experiences, but don't, um, don't be afraid to actually like take a chance and have a Reiki session done. Um, and, you know, scope out who you want to do it with, um, you know, have phone conversations with people, get good referrals, um, you know, and don't be afraid to have um, more than one Reiki teacher. I always say this too, um, to even my own students, like if you want to retake Reiki with another teacher, if you want to do a dual session with me and another teacher, there, like I said, there's not one greatest teacher or Reiki practitioner in the world. We are all gifted. We are all talented. Um, and you should try out, you know, who feels best for you and learn from multiple people. I mean, on this call alone, I've learned from you, Michelle. I've learned from you, Katie. I've learned from yep. Jess, you know, from Delaney. Right. I've learned from so many different people. Um, so don't be afraid to, you know, like reach out, do your research and, you know, have a great time with Reiki because it's only positive energy. Reiki can never do harm. It is only divine and good. So Goodness. do it. Just do it. I love it. So do you guys want to hear my scary story from the other night? Yes. Oh, God, yes. Can't get off this podcast without sharing the scary story. <laughs> Something scary. So um, Jimmy and I, the love of my life for the rest of my life, um, Yay. we went, I know, I know. I'm, I'm very so lucky. happy for you. I haven't gotten to tell you that in person, thank but oh, thanks. congratulations. Thank you. He's a sweetie. So he has a ton of ability. Um, like it, truly, truly, he is definitely more mediumistic and has for his whole life has seen and attracted spirits. So we share a lot of that stuff. So we, we went to a friend's house and had a great time on Saturday night, had dinner, and on the way home, we're talking about them and, and laughing in the car about some of the stuff that had gone on, and as we were driving on the throughway, um, we were going west on the eastbound side, clearly was an accident, almost a mile from our exit, and um, it, there was a ton of emergency vehicles, and like we were rubbernecking a little bit, but there was no like traffic on the road. He was in the slow lane, and we were trying to see, and you could see at least three or four emergency vehicles. He said he could see somebody was on a stretcher or down on the ground. And um, we both, I, you know, we both obviously averted our attention back to the road. And I mentally was like sending like healing and prayers. Mm -hmm. And we didn't go another, I don't even think it was a hundred yards. And out of nowhere, there was a man walking next to us on the side of the road, walking oh away. And he And it was dark figure. So he was dressed like with a hoodie on, all dressed in black. And um, I don't know if I saw his feet. Um, I don't know if Jimmy did, but um, he was walking with hands in pocket, head down, walking very, very slow. And your first thought is, oh my God, was is he from that accident? And yeah. then it, he was gone. 
Oh. And he was way, he was way too close to like the line on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. He was gone. And then as we're driving, we're both like, oh my God, did you just see that? Like we saw it at the same time. Wow. And then we saw two other, he specifically, even more so, saw two other figures move from the side of the road before we get to the exit. And they were just like black, quick figures, like wispy shadow people. Wow. So we get off on out of Schenectady, we're driving on to 890, and we're both kind of like talking about what we just saw. So um, as we're getting over here to his apartment, he takes the exit. Um, that's that Broadway exit um, mm-hmm. off of 890. And yeah. when you go down that, it's a single lane and it's got the concrete barriers on both sides, like the walls. Mm-hmm. So we're coming down. And sometimes um, there is during the day a homeless person on the left-hand side where the traffic comes up and comes down on that ramp. On the right-hand side, out of nowhere, there was a tall black figure and it literally looked like it stepped out of the concrete wall and it reached out towards the truck to the point that we both got startled and we saw it at the same moment. We both went, Oh my God. And Jimmy jerked the truck a little like away from it. And then there was nothing there, but it was very large and um, very solid, but it looked like a shadow that was moving away from the wall and there was nothing there. We we got home and it was totally that electric feeling, like when you know there's a spirit around, mm-hmm. totally filled with that pins and needles feeling. We got home and we were like, oh my God, that was crazy. So I posted it and another client on Facebook saw, experienced the same exact thing on that ramp. Really? Yeah. And so she said, she goes, I was there Saturday night. She said around 11 o'clock, yeah. we were there around 930-ish. And um, she said, I saw the same exact thing. She said, I had the same reaction. She said, all of a sudden it was there. And she said, it like looked like it was leaning out towards the car. And she mm-hmm. said, and then it was gone. So I don't know if the veil has been thinner um, or there's, you know, something coming up um, that they're a lot more, the spirits are a lot more active. Last wow. time something like this happened, Michelle and I remember, oh, yes. was all around the time of Hurricane Irene and Lee. And, I mean, everybody was reporting spirit activity, and you could hear them and spot there's them all over the place. There's something up, because I've had to clear my own house. Uh, Paul went into work today. My husband, he came home, 127 ghosts. Wow. He wow. got home from school, 33. I mean, I just... In the second my husband walked in the door, my son and I were like, oh, we felt heavy. We were exhausted. So I think there's something coming up. I, do too. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> well, don't, don't panic. No. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't say panic, but I would definitely say, you know, protect your own energy and, yes. and make sure that you're doing that clearing. And even you can um, put out good energy or healing energy oh. globally. But when it happens like that, and, you know, I'm obviously, I'm in the mindset all the time of kind of guarding my energy and being careful, that um, it always takes me by surprise (laughs) that they're that um, ballsy. Yes, so brazen. Brazen, ballsy, that they just, like, decide, like, hey, I want to be seen and, you know, I I want you to uh, pay attention to me. And if you're not going to give me the attention, I'm going to make you give me attention. It's crazy. And it's funny that us who see dead people all the time, we still go, Wah! Oh, my God. Well, the fact that we both saw it at the same time, and then he kept going, you saw that, you saw that. And I was like, yeah. It, it startled me. I was just saying to him, 
I look down as we're going down the ramp, and I go, geez, it's only 9.30. I said, it feels like a let. And before I had it out of my mouth, that thing leaned out. We oh both went, God. whoa, like that. <laughs> like something in a, in, a, in a theme park. Holy cow, like a haunted house. Nothing jumps Yeah. Out. You know, after people listen to this, everyone's going to be riding down that ramp at night now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Try to check it out. That's, it was, that's it not going to work because when you're looking for it, you're not going to see it. No, it never happens. doesn't work like that have, usually. You guys have told all kinds of stories, and I'm like, hmm, well, I'm in those areas all the time. Like Michelle told, <laughs> get, told the story about on Sand Creek Road yes. over by the Shaker development. Mm-hmm. I don't see a damn thing because I'm looking for it. You know what, Dennis? <laughs> We're going to take you. We'll go to the Saratoga Homestead. And you will see. Oh, that, yeah, that sounds. I don't like that. Oh, take idea. me too, will you? I oh, would there, love to. There's on board. <laughs> now, when it. you guys say That's so funny. something. It's, every time we talk about it, everybody wants to go. Yeah, well, it's for you, Dennis. Yeah, well, you know, hey. Um, but I'll go. I mean, why not? I have to for it's some reason. The mission is for Dennis to have a personal ghost experience before the year is out. I did, before the year is out? What? I did have I did have my personal experience when we did our Halloween thing last year at Groom's Tavern. Oh, that's that right, was, you did. I was touched on the head. I Not t- nobody that sounded really weird, by the way. Like I I was touched. <laughs> Not like Michael Jackson touched. Like <laughs> it's weird. That's funny. Uh, okay, and when you guys say something is coming, what do yeah. you mean? <laughs> A disturbance, so, of course. <laughs> um, it's yeah. There's there's usually something like when there's a building of energy like this, mm-hmm. and you can feel it like psychically or even like the the healers. You'll mm-hmm. feel like it's almost like something's gonna give. You have almost an expectation, yeah. and as it's starting to happen, you can say, "Well, maybe it's a world event. Maybe it's this." It's usually something that's connected more with like natural disaster. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, that you can't impact or change, but the spirits on the other side are already gearing up. And they're telling us. Interesting. And animals they're, know. The pets and animals the know. Yeah. And they kind of let us know that, hey, pay attention. This mm-hmm. is happening again. It's kind of like, you know, when a big thunderstorm is coming and it's like a hot day, then all of a sudden it gets really still and you can yes. feel the pressure. That's what it feels like. And then the storm yeah. breaks, and it's like, oh, this is what this is what that was all about. Interesting. That's what it's all about. So, so what you're telling me is, there's really nothing we can do to prepare for it. We just got to let the course of nature run its or let nature run its course. Exactly. One hundred percent. But just and you know, like hide in the basement, maybe <laughs> or something. I don't know. Just stay on top of your own energy and stay positive, and you know, right. sure you have enough toilet paper. Yeah, I was just gonna say toilet paper. So you're telling me that say, so the second wave of COVID is coming, is what you I don't know. Don't say that. Oh, my God. It's already started. What do you terrified. mean? I know. Already, yeah. It's already started. It's got nothing to do with us. So I don't feel like this is not a doomsday feel, though. It's just like one, like a speed bump that we got to slow down for. Thank God. Yeah, I got shit to do. Forward. <laughs> you have the, world, the world can't end. I got stuff to do. I got shit to do, right. Well, guys, thank you for another amazing evening. Kara, thank you so much for sharing your time and your talents. And um, and how do our listeners get a hold of you? 
Thank you all so much. This was so much fun. Even to see your faces, not in person, but to see them is uh, an amazing time. So thank you. Thank you. Um, the best way to reach me, honestly, you can reach me on Facebook. Um, my, uh, my direct page for my business is Living Evergreen. Um, so that it's Living Evergreen Wellness. Um, so you can find me there. You can also search me personally, though, Kara Livingston Rogers on Facebook. I don't care. Um, and then my email is Kara, K-A-R-A, Livingston, L-I-V-I-N-G-S-T-O-N, 89 at gmail.com. So just give me a shout out. I'll answer anyway. So <laughs> Wonderful. Kara, thank you again so much. And, um, and please stay well and keep us updated uh, about your travels and what you're doing. And, and hopefully our listeners will be able to connect with you. Um, and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all Happy of our Thanksgiving, listeners out there. And thank you, as always, Michelle and D. Scott. I'm very blessed and grateful and thankful for the two of you and this show. So thank you very much. To all of our listeners, again, thank you so much for listening to us and making requests, uh, subscribing and liking us. Continue to share us, please. Um, I think, D., yes. you said that we've actually... We've not only expanded our audience, but I think you said we have some that are international. Yeah. I think so. I'm pretty sure we've oh, reached. No, I made that um, up. <laughs> no, I think we. I know. I think we have. I mean, I don't have any numbers directly in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that we've reached Canada. I'm making it happen by saying it. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, so. We have one in Austria, and then one in Australia. See, that's so that's what it was. You're the one that said it. Yeah. There you go. See. <laughs> there. So everybody, thank you. Thanks so much. And please stay healthy. Um, and if you need a little help staying healthy, contact one of our people, our Reiki people for some assistance. Yeah. No, I'm here.